Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Of radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Just been. Uh, celebrating my kids this weekend. Uh, they both had their their birthdays. Their birthdays are like a week apart, so we always throw one big party. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter turned 12, my son turned 9. We, we had a good time. Family was here. And uh, we were going to do it at a park, but, you know, with the weather being what it is, we had to actually do it at home, but it was still a good time. Yeah. So there you go. And today is my daughter's birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bug. We love you. For some odd reason, we had a technical difficulty on YouTube, so I wanted to check it real quick. Looks like we're back to going good on there. Okay, we had a temporary lapse in video streaming on that. Here we go. So, it is, of course, wrestling talk, as we discussed last week. We will be doing our lives um, one episode each week. We're starting off with Wrestling Talk this week, um, and we'll discuss what happens next week. Um, and we're going to be off next week, and we'll talk about that on a later episode. But for now, we are going to do with Wrestling Talk. So first up, <clears throat> we had two pay-per-views this weekend, and a lot of action going on in both, as AEW and WWE had their pay-per-views. AEW had their main pay-per-view, as we all know, is All Out, while WWE had Clash at the Castle. AEW's All Out was in CM Punk's hometown, Chicago, Illinois, and WWE's Clash at the Castle was in Drew McIntyre's backyard in Cardiff, Wales, giving both title contenders a home court advantage, so to speak. So join us as we discuss the highlights of both pay-per-views. Yes, I can't wait. This is going to be fun, man. Yes, sir. So... Um, basically, I just broke down the title matches, the most important matches, basically, of each one. I did discuss a little bit of a surprise that happens at Clash of the Castle um, in one of the non-title matches. But we'll first, we'll just start with AEW, move over to WWE, and we'll also wrap up some any other notes. It's like someone's appearance on Monday Night Raw last night. <laughs> All right. So in his first match in 500 days, Kit, uh, Kip Sabian was ready to remind everyone who he was as he took on the bastard Pac for the All-Atlantic Conference, All-Atlantic Championship. I don't know why. <laughs> I just went totally football in that one. All-Atlantic Conference. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, in the All-Atlantic Championship, both high flyers put on a show for a capacity crowd in Chicago. However, it would be Pac who would come out victorious and remain all Atlantic title holder. Well, I mean, Pac is the more uh, seasoned vet. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a he's kind of a bastard. Yeah, he's mean. So mm. you know, I have a favor to the champion, I guess. Yeah, usually in these kind of matches, you're gonna get the champion to basically retain. I mean, it is champion's advantage. Yeah. Um, if there was a disqualification Pac would have retained so either way he was kind of at the advantage he needed to be pinned or submitted so um Kip you know probably had a little bit of rust not wrestling for 500 days so you know it takes a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things so it's definitely going to be 
hard to get right back into it into a championship match, especially with yeah, someone I mean, like Pac. There's this thing called ring rust, and mm-hmm. that many days out, you're definitely gonna get it, dude. So yeah, uh, you know, Pac is he's nobody to play with. So crazy too, yep. <laughs> and crazy with his maneuvers. There's a reason why they call him the bastard. <clears throat> yes, yeah, right. All right, in the casino ladder match, uh, of course I brought this up because this is a title contender match, so winner of the casino ladder match as a future AEW championship title match. Uh, where the match is, uh, where the match ends as soon as the big casino chip hanging above ring would be taken down. So basically like a money in the bank ladder match kind of thing. The winner, of course, gets a future title shot. The match started with Ray Phoenix and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, they would be eventually joined by Rush and Andrade as they battled. Claudio Castanoli would come out um, next and would check on Yuta before entering into the fray. Eventually, the chaos would explode as Stokely Hathaway and his stable came down and took out every competitor already out there and would grab the chip. Then the Joker came out to sympathy for the devil and was masked. Stokely handed him the chip, which deflated the crowd, especially when the Joker teased a reveal only to leave the stage as the winner. Yeah. Interesting. The Joker. Interesting stuff. The Joker. Eh? <clears throat> I like the song, and uh, when we reveal who it was, you're not. Gonna, I'm not going to be happy about it. How that uh, he just kind of tried to ruin the song for me. <laughs> bastard. And he's not Pog. <laughs> he's not Pog, but he's a bastard. All right. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so moving on from that, the finale of the trios championship tournament was next as the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega took on Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Of course, Adam Page is not part of the Dark Order. I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're buddies. They're chums. Yeah, they're chummy. They're chummy, man. The first half of the match was not as high-flying and as chaotic as one might have hoped, as each team would be keep would keep tagging in and out, consistently keeping everyone relatively fresh. But once the fighting got more fluid, less tags were made, and everyone got what they really wanted, which was Omega and Page squaring up. Page, unfortunately, would hit Silver with a buckshot lariat, and that would open Omega, allow Omega to pin him while Matt Jackson would hold back Page to set up the victory, thus deflating the crowd yet again with a disappointing ending. <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes that's how it goes, dude. And, you know, Kenny Omega is one of their bigger guys. They're going to yeah. push him. and I don't like the route they've gone with him, making him the bad guy. I don't like the route they've gone with the elite, making the elite <clears throat> the bad guys. But you know what? They do good at it. They piss people off, so it works. Absolutely, man. All right. In the TBS title match, uh, Jade Cargill would put her win streak and title on the line against Athena. Athena hit her finisher within the first minute and was nearly U.S. Uh, sorry, not U.S., you had TBS champ until the baddies would pull her out of the ring to prevent Athena from picking up the win. Athena had a few more close calls in dethroning Cargill, but Cargill overcame Athena's onslaught to remain champ and extend her winning streak to 37 straight wins. Have you seen Athena? Yes. She's pretty big, dude. I know Athena's pretty so, big. Uh, so that's actually this, to say something. This is a this is a pretty good matchup, dude, and uh, for her to pull off the win on this, this solidifies her championship reign, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I think so because uh, if for those of you who don't know, that's former WWE superstar Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. So if you already seen Ember Moon, you know that she is very well built for exactly uh, her size, and uh, that I think le- helps legitimize Cargill's domination as TBS champion. And being that you know, I mean, em- Ember Moon being who she is, and. Mm-hmm. And going through, you know, the, the training she did with Booker T and whatnot. Yep. Um, it's nice to see her back in action and doing well. And and uh, I'd like to see her back in WWE, but I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. So. Well, it will just depend because, you know, there's been a lot of weird things there, going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going someone, on right And someone new's in charge who probably actually really liked her. So Like, literally... Um, I was really excited about AEW when it first started because it was something different. Mm-hmm. But I'm more excited about what's going on with WWE right now. Oh, do you see that? <laughs> All right, next up in the te- regular AEW Tag Championship matchup, you had the Acclaim taking on Swerve in Our Glory, which is Swerve and Keith Lee. 
I did not know that until I read it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> At the time I wrote it. Sorry. Uh, in the match, Swerve and Our Glory would end up on would end up the heels of the battle with some of their tactics throughout the match. Keith Lee would offer a handshake to Max Caster before beating him down. Anthony Bowens appeared to uh, get a knee injury, which Swerve and Our Glory would attack for the rest of the match. Billy Gunn tried to aid Bowen as legally, Bowens as legally as he could without getting the acclaim disqued or disqualified. Or DQ'd is what I meant to say. DQ'd, yeah. I don't know why I said DQ'd. DQ'd. <laughs> Swerve and Lee, though, would hit a combo powerbomb and a double stomp from the top rope to retain the titles and bathe in the booze from the Chicago crowd. It is what it is, man. <clears throat> Come on, now. Yeah, basically, that's basically how it's going to go. Yeah, I, I really like Keith Lee. I think it's good to see him back in action somewhere, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. But I think the way that WWE dropped him after his injury, that that really kind of sucked. I mean, he, he is a big dude, and he's a very good athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of them guys that is just, he's scary in that ring, dude. The things he can do for being such a big dude, yeah. it's like, wow. And uh, don't be surprised if we see him back somewhere else soon. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, the interim women's title match was a heated fatal four-way involving Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Tony Storm. Hayter and Baker would actually team up together to take on the other two competitors and eventually worked out to their favor as they seemed to eliminate Shida with an injury. They would turn their sights on Storm, and it seemed Hayter and Baker would be able to eliminate Storm as well so they could just focus on each other until a kendo stick-wielding Shida would return with the intention of flicking as much pain as the two women who took her out. There were a few close calls, and Baker cost Hater a pin, and that and that ended up having them to start having issues, uh, which Storm would take advantage of by nailing a DDT and picking up the victory to become the new interim women's title holder. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, that that's pretty cool for Tony Storm, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always liked Tony Storm. I thought she was... She's great, and uh, she, she didn't get enough... Of a push elsewhere, yeah. so maybe this is opportunity for her. And uh, Britt Baker, God, I love you. Absolutely, Pittsburgh native, <laughs> Steeler Nation, baby. Yeah. Anyways, Too all right, much. let's go. To Richie, let's Adam. Yeah, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Anyways, the main event, of <laughs> course, was a rematch of John Moxley taking on former champion, home crowd favorite, CM Punk. Punk would hit a GTS early in the match and even got a two count, but the match would continue on. After a few minutes, Moxley chants began to grow as a, grow as loud as the CM Punk chants throughout the crowd. Punk would even get busted open and his white gear would become blood red stained. After a bunch of back and forth encounters and near falls, uh, Punk would hit two GTS on Moxley to become the AEW World Champion once again. Uh, following the match, the Joker would be revealed to be MJF, who was ready to come after Punk in the AEW Championship. Uh, so, no, I don't have sympathy for that devil. No, we don't. And, uh, you know, all this talk about, you know, CM Punk's stance with the company. Yeah. W- what do y'all think now? Just like all this talk about MJF and his stance with the company. What about that now? Nah. Maybe a little KFAB going on. Well, something there, because it just doesn't seem right to me that all of a sudden now he's champion and now MJF is getting a push like this. Eh, it kind of seemed kind of... Ha-ha. Yeah, especially since it was before um, MJF took off, it was a rivalry between him and Punk going on. So... Yep, and then NJF saying, fire me, blah, 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 blah. He's a little pipe bomb himself, so... Right. You know, I mean, uh, I think that um, Tony Khan's throwing in some some KFAB there and keeping things quiet with certain things, which, you know, I miss that about the wrestling business because when we were kids growing up (coughs) watching wrestling, it it was a lot different, you know? Like watching the Monday Night Wars... You, you, when somebody jumped ship, you didn't have social media to tell you about it. Yeah, you were like, "What? Uh, what, what? What is he doing here?" Like you had no idea when or how or why somebody was there. And <coughs> it, it made things so much more interesting. And yeah. uh, 
maybe maybe Tony Collins maybe trying to use social media to its advantage a little bit. Could be. So Could be. we'll see what happens. Absolutely. All right. All Out also saw the end of Malachi Black as the House of Black lost a trio's match against Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. It had been reported that Black requested his release and was granted as reports that Black has been dealing with some personal issues and also disgruntled with his character and booking. Black was one of Triple H's guys in NXT and could very well be headed back to WWE with Triple H in creative control. It just seems so fitting that as soon as Triple H, you know, gains control of WWE, mm-hmm. he asks for his release. Yeah. You know why? Because he's going to get that push that he wants over there. Where yeah. he, where he wanted it originally, yeah. but didn't get You know what I'm really interested to see? What's that? What happens when Cody Rhodes comes back? Because the, the beat between him and Triple H... Yeah. You know what would be cool? Is if they turned that into like a Stone Cold versus McMahon thing and did like Triple H versus, you know, Cody Rhodes. But I know he can't wrestle, but that's I mean, the, it would, be a, good, it would be a good storyline to, to go with. Yeah. So... Just basically... Triple H would just keep throwing every wrestler he can at at, uh, Cody um, in the meantime. Well, I know it's been a while since we've seen Cody Rhodes, and there was a little little tidbit about that uh, at the castle. They did a little update, so he's supposed to be out for, like, what was it, nine months or something? They said six to nine months Six to nine months, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see him come back soon because – I was very excited to see where it was going with him because all the talks about bringing back the wing belt and mm. doing all that, I was just like, yes. Mm. But yes, this is so cool to see Aleister Black maybe coming back home where he belongs. Yeah. And maybe not maybe not be on NXT, but be on the main roster where he gets the bigger push and uh, gets to do creatively what he wants to do with his with his character because from what I've heard the locker room in WWE is a lot more loose they're happier yeah and their creative control is a little bit better so which is good news for somebody who came back on Monday Night Raw yes which we'll talk about after Clash of the Castle that's right so here we go as for WWE's Clash of the Castle we have quite a bit to unpack so let's get to it sir Let's do it. Our first title match would be Intercontinental Champion Gunther putting his title on the line against Sheamus. Sheamus was looking to get his uh, looking on getting the Intercontinental Championship to complete the final part of being a Grand Slam champion. This was a vintage slobber knocker as these two were intent on inflicting as much pain as possible on each other, despite having uh, the back of the Cardiff. Is that how they had it set up? It did. When I watched the when I watched the pay per view, it didn't seem like that was the first match. I said I did only titles. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. My bad. We'd I'm be talking over be, here. He we would we would still be doing <laughs> AEW right now if I didn't do it only titles. We did only title matches, sir. <laughs> oh, we're doing only title matches. Uh, you want to keep talking about the AEW right now? I guess that's true, yeah. I exactly. Guess it, I guess it cuts things down a wee bit. Yeah, we're trying to keep these shows as close to 30 minutes as possible. <laughs> so, title matches it is. If it was just it, one it, pay-per-view... Until we do football talk, this guy goes <clears throat> off about Oregon. Oh, my bad. Anyways, <laughs> but... If it was one pay-per-view, we could do a whole match card. True. Very true. So, We're yeah, doing two pay-per-views. <laughs> Sorry. So, title bl- matches. I on. was a little blindsided, but then I was like, wait a yes. minute, what? So, anyways. Sorry. So, despite having the Cardiff crowd, backing of the Cardiff crowd, Gunther withstood the Celtic Cross to finish off Sheamus with a powerbomb and a vicious lariat to retain his championship. Dude, this match was crazy. These guys beat the hell out of each other. Oh, yeah. All over the arena, and I've never seen anybody take it to Gunther like Sheamus did, dude. I've got so much more respect for him after that because they make Gunther out to be like this unstoppable, like beast. Yeah, and Sheamus took him on mano y mano, man. It was it was pretty cool. They do that with Sheamus though. Every time they build somebody up, they always bring in Sheamus to knock him back down a peg. 
Not knock him completely off. Yeah, yeah, just just, just to kind of bring him back down to bring real him back down to earth a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean sometimes sure they'll give Seamus a win, but then there'll be a nice rivalry for a little bit, and it builds back up the character. But usually, when somebody is really high up there, it's like okay, we need Seamus to kind of knock him down a little, I just re- a wee bit. <laughs> I really want to say I hope this is not over between these two because this match, yeah, it was. I would say dare dare to say this the second best match of the night. Interesting. So all right, all right. Next up, Liv Morgan putting her SmackDown Women's title on the line against the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. Baszler would trap Morgan into a cure for you to clutch right out the gates, but Morgan managed to roll through into a pin pin attempt, which would cause Baszler to break the hole to avoid being pinned. <clears throat> Morgan, though, was on the defensive for most of the match, trying to protect her injured arm. Baszler kept attempting the cure few to clutch as often as she could, but Morgan would manage to avoid tapping each time. Morgan would shock Baszler with the double knees and finish her off with an oblivion to survive once again. Amen. And Cooper's not going to be happy about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like Liv Morgan. Okay, I've always liked Liv Morgan. I thought she deserved a better push. I thought she was talented and I do think she's talented but I don't think she's completely there yet to go against somebody like Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. or Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. she's not in their league no and it's to me you're you're starting her off with her experience as a wrestler she's 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 good but she's not she's not Ronda she's not Shayna and I don't care what they say what she said about a knockoff Ronda Rousey, she is not a knockoff. She's a badass in her own right. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> to me, uh, it's just it's not a good way to start off the title reign. You want you want people to respect her as your champion, right? Yeah. Face her against somebody that's a little bit, I don't know, the same size, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The only problem is, is most of SmackDown's women are. The, are, are the big behemoths. Yeah. You got Ronda, you got freaking Nat, you got Shayna, you got Charlotte, who is, I'm sure, due back anytime now. now. Natalia, that would have been a good rivalry because Natalia, <clears throat> she could teach her things in the ring. And she could, you know what I mean? I mean, for me, yeah. put the veteran against the rookie, let, let him duke it out, let him figure it out because she's going to teach her things and she's going to show her. And that, yeah. to me, that would have been the where, where to start with. You know what I mean? Because not only that, she's a veteran. It'd be a good way to solidify her her title reign. Yeah. And I mean, have the have the rivalry go for maybe a month, two months, something like that, so that there's 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 a bit of a storyline there. But once she's done with Natalia, then you go after somebody bigger. I just don't see going after Ronda Rousey right off the bat. And then the way SummerSlam went down was crappy. And even though she got the clean victory in this one, to me it was it didn't seem, it didn't seem as if it was. It just seems lackluster to me. Uh, no, no offense to Liv Morgan because yeah. I really do like her. I just don't think they're they're bringing her up the right way. You're you're not liking the whole David versus Goliath versus Goliath. And versus back to Goliath versus, versus yeah. kind of it's, it's going yeah. with. So. But at the same time though too you gotta think about this this is how I kinda think about it too then if you're not gonna do it for Liv then why did you do it for Ray with the with the world heavyweight title because almost everybody was bigger than Ray yeah but Ray was seasoned dude Ray was seasoned Ray was and not only that Ray was not a small dude he was buff. I mean, he could take some beatings, but he was he's quick, dude. And she's she's good, but she needs more season to her. She needs to... Well, I'm just saying, you have uh, the ultimate underdog. Yeah. The, the ultimate David versus Goliath. To me, much. if you're going to do ultimate underdog, you, you want somebody smaller to take down the Giants. Get somebody like freaking... Heck, I'll even take Nikki A.S.H., dude, because... Except for make her go back to Nikki Cross, please, because she was she was crazy. 
Yeah. Small and crazy. I like it. I did, so. I did see an article by Sports Kita that said that they were considering sending her back as Cross. So. Which is awesome because that's what she needs. Yes. But I'm just saying, it's like, to me, it's a little lackluster the way they've been pushing Liv. And this whole thing with her and Ronda is not settled yet by far. No, it's not. And but uh, I think that... And hell hath no fury like a Ronda scorn. Oh, man. I, I don't want to piss that woman off. Hell no. Well, it's <laughs> probably a good thing she married another fellow UFC fighter. <laughs> yeah, because he could take the beating. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get off your soapbox on Liv. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's get over to the main event. Let's go. Undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns took on Drew McIntyre. Reigns would be without his advocate Paul Heyman and his cousins, undisputed WWE tag champs, the Usos, who stayed back stateside. And we all know why the Usos can't travel, because they've been in legal trouble lately. Anyways, Reigns would have uh, also an unfavorable crowd against him in Cardiff. McIntyre was looking to dethrone Roman Reigns while Reigns was looking to continue his championship reign in WWE. Both men were looking to catch the other sleeping um, to get the win. Karrion Cross would become a distraction at ringside for Drew McIntyre, who has been the thorn in the side of the Scottish Terminator of late. In the middle of the match, with McIntyre seemingly incapacitated, Reigns would grab a mic to, and to the Cardiff crowd, a um, shout-out to have him... Or have them acknowledge him. Only to be met with a Glasgow kiss. To the cheers of the fans. <laughs> Roman would all regroup to nail two spears. But McIntyre. Um, <clears throat> but each time. McIntyre would kick out. This would enra- enrage. I spelled enraged wrong. Um, <laughs> Reigns. And would confront. Cause him to confront. Charles Robinson, referee Charles Robinson, sorry. This led to McIntyre hitting a Claymore on Reigns, which also knocked out the ref. And, of course, here came Mr. Money in the bank holder, Austin Theory, to try and once again cash in. However, Theory would get clobbered by heavyweight boxer Tyson Fury, who was also ringside, and thus spoiling another cash-in attempt by Theory. Thank the Lord we still have Austin Theory as champion. <clears throat> it appeared McIntyre was now in control of the match, nailed Roman with a claymore, and seemed ready to end Roman's reign. However, Solo Sequoia came out of nowhere and pulled the refer- referee out of the ring to prevent the three count. Roman would hit spe- uh, hit a spear on McIntyre from the distraction and retain his championship. Tyson Fury would shake hands with Roman Reigns and acknowledge him, but would also help up Drew McIntyre and let him know that he did his country proud. Uh, what, what do I want to say about this? <clears throat> the bloodline just got stronger. And you think? Uh, it's it's kind of scary, dude. Yeah. It's kind of scary because uh, how many how many annoyed family are there? There's a lot of the annoyed family. <laughs> it just keeps coming out um, of the woodworks. And and it's the Uso's <clears throat> brothers. So, um, it's, it's real bloodline. And, uh... Yeah, uh, we see what he did in NXT, so he's gonna bring some talent to the main roster, and uh, just, just uh, as far as Roman Reigns and Andrew McIntyre go, I, I don't particularly think it's over, but for now maybe because maybe. of the thing, go, things going on with Killian Cross. So yeah, Killian Cross. Um, it is what it is. Um, as far as Roman goes. I don't see anyone stopping him until until LA, dude. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't like the way they've made him impenetrable. I don't like it, but it is what it is, and uh, I don't really like the way they've made him rely on the bloodline because Roman Reigns, we've seen him; he can do it by himself. Yeah, the man has the confidence to do it by himself. We've seen him do it as the good guy, you know, the dog that runs the yard. Come yeah. on now, um, but this this new arrogance to him, this new uh, this new way he, he's doing things. I I still acknowledge him. I still think he's he's a better uh, better choice than Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Do I think he's better than Drew McIntyre? I don't. I don't know. I I I don't know because I really like Drew McIntyre too. So. 
I would like to see a point in the match. I'd like to see a match where it's a completely even ground where there's no interference, absolutely none from the bloodline. And thus we would truly know who is better. Yeah, and you know, no excuses, no no mm. Roman looking for some help from outside whatever's just two dudes duking it out and whoever wins wins. Yeah. That so. would be great. But for now we're not gonna get that. And that 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 truly irritates me because it gives the Roman haters more ah, see he needs help. He needs help. Right. How many years did he go without help? And you know what? I'm sorry, but you want to be honest? He carried the shield. Yeah. Well, he I carried the too. shield. I so, said that too. I was like, he was the shield. If it wasn't for him, the shield wasn't anything. Um, It's just like, I mean, but they had to have a bad guy. And everyone didn't like him as the good guy. And they all wanted to pick on him because... The only reason why he's a wrestler is because of his family. Well, guess what? He's try he's done tried to prove he can beat anybody and anybody out there. Yep. But the only tarnished there and tainted reality of it is is they, they make it look like he needs the bloodline. Yep. I don't think he needs Absolutely not. So hats off to the tribal chief. All right. But how about the surprise of the night that came at Clash of the Castle? Earlier in the night, when Dominic helped his father Ray and Edge defeat Judgment Day, only to kick Edge below the belt and nail Ray with a clothesline. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was, Holy yeah. shit. Did you hear me while I was watching that? I was like, finally! It's <laughs> like, finally! Because I've been wanting forever to see Dominic by himself, dude. To see the guy be able to to be his own character, mm-hmm. and I understand, you know, your 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 dad is who your dad is, and that that's the only way they were gonna do this. They had to make they had to make some some type of rivalry about it or something that, mm-hmm. you know, it was gonna it was gonna go down that way. So absolutely, it was it was months in the making too because we've been hearing about this split for. We've been hearing this before. We've been even hearing about the split before WrestleMania. We were hearing about it almost around the Royal Rumble earlier this year. Yeah, that the split was supposed to happen, and it kept getting knocked back, knocked back, knocked back, and finally, somebody who has cojones, has cojones, and creative said, "You know what? It's time. Let's go ahead and do this." You know, I, it's I, time for Dominic to either sink or swim. Yeah, I like the way uh, you know they they made it look like Ray was upset. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Dominic knocked his block off with that clothesline, dude. And uh, you know, Edge got up and Ray kind of got down on his knees, like "I'm sorry, man," and and they hugged it out. And, yeah, but uh, yeah, man. It, it is what it is with it. And, so, and I'm just glad to see it finally happening because, you know, Dominic needs to be on his own. I don't necessarily think that his reasons were even for Judgment Day, and I think that was proof of that. Yeah. So. This the frustration finally boiled over? Yeah. And it's finally over. And so. uh, we're going we're gonna to see what happens. He's going to sink or swim now without his dad. I would have really liked to have seen it, though, happen prior to WrestleMania and given them both a WrestleMania moment where they faced off against each other. Yeah, because we don't really have any big pay-per-views coming up anytime soon. Not until the Rumble. Uh, or the Survivor Series, but... No one really counts the Survivor Series No anymore. one counts it anymore because it's not like it used to be. It's so... so it's pretty lame nowadays. It's gone so far. And yeah. no one, everybody switches sides every 20 minutes. Yeah. And now, the te- technically, after the roster dissolved the way it did, they had to basically, everybody just showed up on the show. Yeah. Because they needed you. So, there's no real split. Survivor Series is, might be looked at being replaced at some point. But anyway, so the dogs are getting ready to bark, so we got to do one more little tidbit, though. The Monster Among Men is back in yes, the WWE. Baby. 
Braun Strowman. Yes. Oh man, I cannot believe this. It's freaking awesome. Uh, to see him gone from action the way he was, and to see the things he was doing while mm-hmm. he was away, um, that just shows that there's 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 life outside of WWE. Yeah. So, and uh, I definitely think, too, that AEW made a major mistake not being able to sign him. I don't know if it's just because he didn't want to or what, but he didn't. There's just some surprise that he didn't end up in AEW to me because it's like that would have been, to me, not quite the nail in the coffin because there is, to me, even though we all know I'm not as a biggest fan as it, as you and a lot of his fans are, the final nail in the coffin to me, until they got Cody Rhodes back, the, that kind of saved it, um, would have been Bray Wyatt coming to AEW, which now we keep hearing rumors that Wyatt should be returning to AEW in the very near WWE. future. I mean, yeah, WWE in the very near yeah. future, not signing with AEW. So those two probably would have been the death call for a- a WWE in terms of keeping the, keeping the roster afloat without a whole lot of... Much of anything. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Other than Roman. For me, too. That's that's why I have a hard time believing that, that uh, AEW is even on their level. Yeah. Um, And trust me, I was clamoring for them. I was <laughs> listening to the podcast yeah. a year ago. I oh, was yeah. so excited about this, man. And uh, it's just, it's crappy to see that it's kind of gone the way it has. And, and uh, you know, you can... I mean, it's gotten you so only, bad. You can only run it like an indie show for so long. Yeah. I mean, you've got to do something more. You've got to bring these guys in. If you want to bring old WWE guys in, you got to bring them in and make them top guys. Yeah. You can't just, oh, I'm going to bring CM Punk and make CM Punk the top guy and call it good. Right. You, had, you had Aleister Black, who as Malachi Black was... Was pretty badass. Yeah. I liked the storyline with him. I liked the way they were going with it. But then they slowed down and they tapered off. Yep. They should have kept running with it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when when Braun Strowman was a free agent, they should have done everything in their power to get that man on the roster. Yeah. Just like they should have with Bray Wyatt. Yep. So. I, I hate to say this, but I honestly think... Because you don't really want to put this on, on on this kind of thing happening to being what causes a problem. But I think AEW really took a hit when Brody Lee died. Yeah, very, very much so. Because it seems like once Brody Lee died, everything... It seemed like AEW kind of panicked and didn't know what to do. Yeah. And started... Fumbling through everything, trying to make something seem legit, and it obviously irritated Rhodes so much that he's like, "I, I gotta go." I think that's 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 the other thing too is they should have done everything in their power to keep him, dude, and they should have made him their top guy. Yeah, you know, Jericho was the top guy from the beginning. I get that mm-hmm. you wanted prestige on the title, right? But to keep it going and to keep that lineage alive mm-hmm. with the title, they should put it on Cody, dude. I mean, they they hamstrung themselves when they all agreed that Cody didn't win that title off Jericho after that one match and he was never going to be AEW champion. That yeah. just hamstrung the whole ordeal right there. It's just like, what's the point then? Yeah. If Cody is not going to ever be AEW champion, why? What is it? what are we doing? Yeah. That, and they, that should have been your first clue is that was wrong. And then to me to I, I liked I liked the whole idea with mm-hmm. the Rhodes having their own show right. to kind of counteract with the Miz and Mrs. Right. I like that stuff. But when you don't push a guy on T V and you don't make him your top guy or at least even your even your mid card, you know, champion. Right. What is he there for? Like, I mean, honestly, and then the, the whole thing, I think with him and, you know, the elite, the elite kind of got screwed up when they brought Kenny Omega in and they brought that one dude from Impact. 
the manager guy. Yeah, yeah. And it just it screwed everything up, dude. And I'm sorry, but you can you can buy Ring of Honor, you can buy Impact, but if you don't have like a form vision on where you're going and where you know what you're gonna do with these talents, it's gonna implode. Yeah, you can't just keep throwing stuff against the wall and hoping something sticks. You gotta, you gotta have somewhat of a plan with it, yeah. and I just don't feel like, you know, their their plan was totally set in stone. It was just like, oh, you know, we're getting these packed out places, we're doing this, and and it's cool for a while. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't keep coming with something different for people to, All right. I mean, we can we can even say the same for WWE. Let's be honest here. Yeah. What are you saying? Now? How how many times? Have we seen on social media, you know, like the 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 crowd only being in one spot, or even when we were at, let, let's just be honest, when we were at SummerSlam, yeah, there um, was one almost half the stadium section of the stadium that was pretty much cut off. Yeah, no fans in it. So it wasn't a full capacity stadium. Yeah, which baffled me because it's like it's SummerSlam, and it baffled me to see how many people they said were actually there when I'm like. It didn't even feel like there was that many people there. Because yeah, I was just like, "What are we doing here? This is a this is a football stadium in SummerSlam, and like we've both said, you could argue is either the second or third biggest pay per view of the year. Yeah, depending on your preference. Like your preference is Royal Rumble, mine is SmackDown. I mean SummerSlam. SummerSlam. What's your you know? And there's I'm gonna have a lot of people agree with me. You're gonna have a lot of people agree with you. Some are just be like, I don't care. We just love wrestling. So we just love the pay per view. Yeah, all the pay per views. Uh, you got some who just think every pay per view is great, and some are just like. What to are me, doing? nowadays but, the pay per views aren't what they used to be, and it's because true. of how easy they made access for it. Yeah, and now it just kind of sucks because I look at AEW and I'm like, dude, if you guys had a subscription thing, you know how many people watch your guys's pay per views too? You know how many? How much? You know, you guys were getting revenue for that. I think, though, that the hard thing for them is just because they only really have about four or five pay-per-views a year yeah. instead of a pay-per-view every single month. Yeah. The money for them is actually going to keep being charging fans 50 or 60 bucks, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, because it keeps their revenue up. Because it keeps revenue up because unlike WWE, you got a pay-per-view every single month. So it's easier to have a network or partner with a network that has a streaming service because you have a pay-per-view every month and not everybody can drop 60 bucks a month, every month, for a pay-per-view to watch your best guys. Because also, you get to the point where some guys can't wrestle on TV all the time and you will only be able to see them at that pay-per-view because, you know, it's just the way it is. At a certain point, Undertaker... We kept seeing it with Undertaker. He would show up for pay-per-views mostly. He would only show up for big pay-per-views mostly. He would then show up to the road to WrestleMania. He would show up only on like SmackDown or Monday night before WrestleMania. Yeah. Or he might show up on WrestleMania. That's his career broke down. Same way with John Cena. Same way with John Cena. You're not going to really see it. He might show up because it's his anniversary of being on Raw. It's his anniversary on being SmackDown. It's his career anniversary. More likely, the only way you're going to see John Cena is on the pay-per-view. Because John Cena is very busy. When are you going to see The Rock? Mostly going to be on a pay-per-view. He might show up to Miami. He might show up to L.A. Depending on where he is and what his schedule is. He could possibly show up. That's understandable. That's going to happen. So, but the that's why I think, that's why AEW is not in a hurry to go get a streaming service. Now... If they could partner, and the other problem is, is Turner might be dropping them soon. They've been having issues. So they're going to have to probably start looking for a partner, and they're going to probably have to partner with a streaming service. Maybe partner with Netflix. Maybe partner with Hulu and Disney. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to have to figure out something. Something, man. Uh, I heard rumors that uh, WWE might uh, partner with Netflix. And it'll be interesting to see because I also heard the rumors that they might partner with Disney. So we never know what we, to, we don't know, man. Which either way, I think that as long as WWE gets over with Peacock, because that shit's crazy. Oh my gosh, dude! I wish they would have never moved away from their own streaming service. 
Well, they let, let they me, only did in the United States. Let me let me get this. Can I move out of the country? <laughs> right. So we can have WWE. No, right. Back. Can we can we move out of the country just for that? <laughs> but uh, it's just to be honest, it's like I want wrestling the way it used to be, dude. Like, like the whole bit between Riddle and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Them cussing at each other and stuff. That's real stuff, Even dude. if you have to bleep it out. Okay. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like it's real Why emotions. Not? Why not? They're pushing everything else <laughs> nowadays. So I, I mean, mean it, it's, it's like real... But it's real emotion that way. It makes it yeah. more raw. The only other problem is, is basically you're going to have to figure a way to kill the social media content that leaks out. That's where it's going to have to stop. Yeah. Gonna, KFAB is taking K-Fab such a hit. go back... It's got to come back <clears throat> yeah, a little bit because it makes things more interesting. And uh, I I understand. I get it. I, I like doing these podcasts. I like being able to leak some information every now and then. But mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, KFAB is, is pretty much dead nowadays. Yeah. Unless, I mean, you don't really see what goes on behind the scenes. You only see what's on TV, whatever. But... You get stories, you get social media tidbits, you get all sorts of stuff. Right. And it's like, ugh. It's not, and that's the problem because w, the wrestling is not technically real life. So you don't really want anything on social media. It's different when you get breaking news and trade rumors and about real sports because that's real life. Now, let, let's get honest here. Let's be honest. Like, Real life situations where somebody gets engaged. That's fine. Let's go. Let's go with. Let's go with Rusev or Miro, if you want to call him that now, and, mm-hmm. and Lana. Right. Okay. That's fine. They shouldn't have been able. They shouldn't have been in trouble for what they did. No. That that's personal life. That's personal life. Yeah, they should um, not be able to. They shouldn't have to hide their personal life. No. That much, but uh, they should be able to share. As far as the storyline goes, or something to that effect, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be on social media. Right, it needs to be kept quiet. Um, I think, I think that's the problem with with all all of sports. If you want to get honest, media is too much involved in it. Like when somebody gets traded, or somebody gets moved, or somebody gets released, there's automatically a report there. Yeah. And sometimes the report is not completely correct. Right. And then you're getting <clears throat> tidbits of this information, this information, this information. And then you got people who are going, wait a minute, why did I just hear from Adrian Wojnarowski, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, or Tim Kirchich that I'm either traded or released and I'm not hearing it from my own team and my agent yet. Yeah. But I've just heard it being dropped on social media somewhere. That's got to be the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. I would hate that feeling. And I Good think, thing I'm not the athlete and, I used and, to be. And I think, too, while, you, while you're under contract with, with, like, a team or you're under contract with, say, a wrestling company, whatever, mm-hmm. um, there are certain things that you should not be able to do on social media. And Unless it's character-based. Unless it's character-based, yeah. Yeah, so, like... Uh, Randy Orton and somebody having a Twitter bar, okay, because it's character based. Mm-hmm. You know, their feud goes spills out into Twitter, okay, or Instagram, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, Seth Rollins and Riddle right now could be Twitter back and forth, uh-huh. uh, Instagram back and forth, whatever. You know, that's nothing as long because it's character. Yeah, you know, it's fine, but yeah. All right, dude, we got to end this thing because we just went way we, beyond. We, just, da, 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 da. we went on, we both it, went on a soapbox it, on that it's one. It's been fun, man. Yes. I, it's just, I love wrestling. You love wrestling. Maybe, you know, I'm glad that I could bring you into it. And we, we really found something that we really click on to yeah. besides football because, you know, football is our thing too. But Football's not year round. It's not year round. Well, and I know games it, aren't year round. I know it's not. I know it's not the fakeness that that wrestling is. But what I love about wrestling is it always tells a story, and yeah. you can be a character. You can be any anybody in the world, and it's it's fun stuff, dude. Yeah. So absolutely. And it's not completely fake. Wrestling's not fake. I don't care who you are. 
Yeah, you can still end up getting hurt or in some unfortunate cases die. Yeah. So. Or die early because you've had a lot of injuries. So. And there's that. Yep. Or you ruined it. One of the two. Or both. Anyways. So uh, that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. Be sure to tune in um, tomorrow. We'll probably be back tomorrow as long as everything goes okay with football talk. And, of course, Thursday we will be back with Sports Talk. Yes, and we're also taking a, a next week off because I'll be He's out of town. He's taking next week off. He's forcing it on me. Yeah, I'll be out of town for the week. Got some, forcing some family vacation stuff going on, so... You know, um, goes off and gets married and just leaves Big Man home. <laughs> so with the dogs. Ugh. Well, at least I know they'll be alive. Maybe when I get back. Anybody <laughs> want a dog? <laughs> I got three extras. I got a black and white one. Two of them that kind of <laughs> look like boxers. One kind of looks like a pity. She's got a little pity attitude. She's cute though. She's cute, but, but she's she, a turd. She's a brat. And she knows it. <laughs> but anyway, so that that's what will be happening next week. So the following week, when we come back, football talk will be our next live. Since you wanted to do it now instead of at the sports talk when I wanted to do it then. But whatever. You just like going off script, just and like I'm any so, other I'm wrestler. I'm so happy to be back with this man doing this. I'm me too. This is our passion. This is what we're about. Yes, sir. Um, to be able to get on here and talk about sports and just, just kind of be a part of the community. It's it's nice, and uh, can't wait to keep this growing. Thank you for all the views. Thank you for all the likes. Everyone that that follows our podcast, we, we very much appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, man. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.